What is going on, Washington football addicts, Washington football nation? We are recording tonight, Saturday, January 29th. It's your boy, Steve. We got Phil joining us tonight. And we got Mr. Dev in the bottom. Who's a little ill today, but you know what? He's a good sport. He's joining us today. So shout out to you, Dev, for uh, freaking rallying. Still kicking it with us, man. Yeah, I'm here through the power of marijuana and horse juice. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Marijuana and OJ. <laughs> marijuana and OJ. Sound like uh, a pod name. That's right. That is. You know what? We'll save it for the off season. Well, for go. us, this is episode 111, and we're dedicating this one. To the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl 26 XXVI for the Roman numeral type. And for those of you who don't know, the 30th anniversary of our last Super Bowl win with the 1991 team, uh, January 26, 1992. So that 91 92 season, you know, we went technically 17 and 2. You count all, all the games we adding up to it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and dedicate this episode to that. We're going to talk a lot about that Super Bowl game. We're going to talk a lot about that season, that 91 season, which, you know, some could arguably say, and it's been said by many experts and pundits, that that is one of the greatest teams, if not the greatest team of all time, which is crazy. We never have anything like that. So, you know, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Phil. Let's, let's talk about. The 1991-1992 season that we just yes. ripped through everyone. So go ahead, Phil. All right. So let's let me let me set the stage. All right. Um, and if you've ever seen the uh, the America's game for that 91 season, it does a great job of setting the table on the 91 season with the fact that the 91 se- season really began in 1990. Um. Because uh, you know Joe Gibbs has been had been running a wide open passing offense, and uh, they had relied on on the passing game way more than the run game. Uh, because you know we had the posse, we had a strong arm quarterback in Mark Rippon, and that carried over into the 1990 season. And uh, it, it was a bit of an uneven uneven season to start, and uh, they came out of a, the the. They came into the the body bag game, the infamous body bag game, and just got defeated badly. Everybody got hurt. It was like, I think eight guys got injured, five got carted off the field, including two quarterbacks. So we ended up having to run Brian Mitchell back there at quarterback as an emergency QB because Mark Rippon was already hurt. Who was a former um, quarterback in college? Because he was, yeah, he was a former quarterback in college. Uh, it went three of six in that game. It's not horrible. But um, nonetheless, we lost the body bag game 28-14, uh, which is funny. We, we lost the game by two touchdowns that people call the body bag game. I mean, we think we would have lost by 50. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we came out of that game. We were 6-5. and five. We went on a five. Uh, we won five out of the next uh, – I'm sorry, four out of the next five to close the season. And ended up 10-6, went to the playoffs, beat the Eagles – Rematched the Eagles from the body bag game in the wild card, beat them 20 to 6. Pretty solid uh, win, too. And then uh, went into San Francisco. We lost 28 to 10. We were actually winning that game, and then just we could not stop turning the ball over. 
but we could have beaten Joe Montana's 49ers, who were really good that season. They were going for a three-peat that year. And yep. um and and we all we we really pressed them for a half. Anyways, I, I remember I remember the game specifically because I was I was in my second year of Pee Wee football. We had our postseason banquet on that. I think it was a Saturday night game. That that forty mm-hmm. game was Saturday night, and so yeah, we were the the Colts maroon. But we were Burgundy and Gold Redskins color at the time, and I'll never forget it, man. We because I couldn't watch the game, but they had the game um, up in the corner on a little tiny t black and white TV. Someone brought one of those you know small you know those portable TVs, and you could raise the antenna up and you could mm-hmm. tune it in like an old. Uh, like a little, like a little, like a little nine-inch screen. Yeah. Little, so we had a bunch of people up. huddled around that. And I, I remember it finally, 1990. Yeah. I had one of those that I cannot tell you. I watched more than my share of Madden and Summerall called uh, Redskins games during yeah, that entire late '80s period. Um, but anyway, we go into the season. We are, you know, picked to be contenders. Um, but a lot of people thought that the Eagles might rise. The Giants were Super Bowl champs, but Parcells had retired. So, you know, there were some questions there. So, you know, Washington was seen as a team that could could contend, but uh, there were other teams uh, out there. You know, the Bears had, had played well, um, things teams like that. So, that season started off. We played the Detroit Lions. And won 45 to nothing. Pow, 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 pow. 45 to nothing. First game of the season. 45 to nothing. At home, at RFK. At RFK, yes. So you're going to notice a trend early on. So we win 45 to nothing at RFK. Um, And just just, uh, whomped uh, Detroit. They got to understand, the year before we went to Detroit, and we had to play... One of y'all has got some static going on. Static, Steve. It's Steve's guy. Okay. So while Steve works on that, I'll tell you all the story. So we we just absolutely rolled over Detroit. We had to come back from 21 down the previous season in uh, one, of the, one of the most miraculous uh, passing efforts you'll ever see uh, against Detroit the year before. So it's, what a difference a year makes. Um. We go down to Dallas, came back from down 31-20, and won that game 33-31 on Monday Night Football. Um, and then we went and uh, we blanked the Cardinals. And then we went, you know, at home. And we went on the road and, and beat the, uh, the the Bengals. And then we went home again, played the Eagles, blanked them. So we actually shut out the first three p- opponents we played at RFK. If anyone ever wants to hear about how much of a home field advantage RFK Stadium is, realize that we played 12 quarters of football to start 1991 and didn't allow a single point in that stadium. In fact, the next time we played a game in that stadium was um, against the Browns. And we let up – I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head – I believe we let up uh, either 14 or 17 points, but we scored 40. <laughs> you know, you'll notice and see the thing about this Washington team, I don't have to go through every single game that season. Um, there's a lot of ass kickings that we dealt out. And the thing is, is that uh, if you look at point differential, right, we were plus 200 
and 61. All right. We scored 485 points and allowed 224. It means we averaged 30.3 points a game and only allowed 14. Right. We had, you know, the number one scoring offense and number two scoring defense in the league that year. By the way, 261 in terms of point differential is still the sixth best in NFL history and the third best in the Super Bowl era. Only the 1999 Rams and the 2007 Patriots have a better point differential, but I will always point to this little bit, little tidbit. They allowed a lot more points on defense than ours did. Static and against the. So a lot of people, a lot of people, they like to talk about how dominant the 07 Patriots were. And they were. I mean, they went 16-0. But their defense was more forgiving than Washington's defense. A lot of people look back at 91. They talk about the Eagles defense that ranked number one in every yardage category. But they allowed more points. And we were number two defense in yardage that year overall. This team was so well-rounded. They could beat you with the run game. They could beat you with the passing game. They could, you know, they could beat you on special teams. You want to talk about th- all three areas of the game excelling, all right? You have the, you know, the number two defense in terms of yards allowed and scoring. You have the number one scoring offense. You have a special teams unit where Brian Mitchell is in the top three in both kick and punt returns. And one of the best kick coverage units in the league. I'm telling it's such a well-rounded team. There's no weaknesses to that 91 uh, Washington team. It was a mixture, a lot of veterans. You had some young guys in there too, like Ricky Irvin's had a breakout rookie year as a backup, averaged almost five yards a carry, and had 600 and some yards. And Ernest Biner went for over a thousand. And he had Gerald Riggs, who had less than 80 carries, but he was a short yardage back, scored 11 touchdowns. All right. Art Monk and Gary Clark both had over had uh, 70 plus catches and over a thousand yards. You know, this is a team that could beat you any way they wanted to. All right. Their two losses were a combined five points. They lost. Um, one game at home to Dallas by three. And then they lost another game on the road in Philly in the last game of the season in which they were winning until Gibbs pulled all the starters. And then the Eagles came back and won on a last second field goal. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I was at Christmas dinner with uh, with neighbors at that time. And uh, we, I know the game didn't matter that at that time because we were already 14 and one. I mean, yeah. 14 and 14, yeah, and, 14 and one, 14 and one, and it didn't matter. So whatever. But as some, a lot of the, some of the people you talked about earlier, one of my favorite players on that 91, 92 team was Ricky Irvin. Just like you said, I mean, that was back in the day when everyone had those massive shoulder pads and that dude was a scat back. If you ever seen one, you know, Ernest Barner was a very, you know, pretty traditional running back. Gerald Riggs he was, he was, was he was a fullback. Know. I mean, he was a fullback in Cleveland. Yeah, he was a he was a pounder. Yeah. He was a pounder. And then Gerald Riggs was your short, you know, goal line guy, which you just don't see anymore. But but Irvin's was that scat back man. You give him the ball. I, I always it's like you when you give someone the ball, it's like you almost felt he had a chance to break it. And he had like I don't know, 600, 690 something yards for yeah, a he was almost seven hundred yards as a backup. 
crazy averaging you know 4.7 so yeah and it's cool because it's cool when you really look at the the, the dynamics of it you have a three back backfield and everybody's got an assigned role see Ir- biner was not just a, uh, a a running back and a pounder but he was he had really good hands yeah caught you know he was always miles. good for 30 40 uh catches out the backfield every year and he would this is a his uh he had gone back to back a thousand yards. He went a thousand yards in '91. He had gone a thousand yards in 1992, um, and he also went a thousand yards in Cleveland. Ernest Biner is a real slept-on running back, it really is. Um, everybody remembers him for that stupid fumble in in, in Denver, yeah, uh, in in '88. You know, uh, but I remember him for. We'll talk about it in a second. He had a touchdown catch in the Super Bowl that we're about to talk about. But yeah, I remember that. I remember being really disappointed. I wanted us to go fifteen and one, just because that's kind of like that. That was like the hallowed mark, you know. If you, no one's going to be the undefeated Dolphins, but if you go fifteen and one, you'll get mentioned with them. Yeah. And I honestly think if they had won that game, how some people would look at this team would be very different. I think that one loss kind of kind of took the, took them down a peg in some people's eyes as far as. Where they stand in the pantheon of football history, yeah. Fourteen and two, they get their 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 first uh, round by the number one seed in the, in the uh, NFC. They had the best record in the entire NFL. Um, you know, Atlanta comes to town, and they had stomped Atlanta fifty six to seventeen earlier that year was in that, RFK. Was that was that Eric Metcalf Atlanta? No, like Eric Metcalf Ford? was in Cleveland. Eric Metcalf was in Cleveland at the time. And yep. we played wow. Cleveland too. No, this was uh, this was this was prime time. Deion Sanders, uh, Andre, he, Ryan, he played back then. Huh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Rozier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So by that point, actually, Rozier was hurt, so they started Eric Pegram. Yeah. Uh, at running back in that in the playoff game. Was this, this was Jerry Glanville? Was this the Eric Hammer run, run and shoot offense? Who was they? Uh, who was their quarterback? Quit. Is it Chris? Uh, their current quarterback was Chris Miller. Chris Miller, yeah. Chris Miller, okay, yeah, the old guy. Chris Miller came later. Because I know that's who you're Chandler, probably thinking of. Chandler, but, came, uh, Chandler was on the Dirty Bird. Yeah. There. This was the two legit to quit Falcons. Yeah. I remember that. You got to understand, Hammer was on the sidelines at this playoff game. And so was Evander Holyfield, because he's a Georgia native. And they all left the game early because – we just ran him into the ground. We forced six turnovers. It was a horrible weather game. I mean, it, it rained. The field was kind of muddy. It was RFK weather. It really the Redskins, was. The Redskins were favored by 11 and a half points that game. Which That's is unthinkable. For a playoff yeah. game, right? That's and crazy. Covered. <laughs> and they covered. <laughs> what, are, what are the Rams, for an example, what are the Rams spread against the Niners? Which, by the way, I'm going to tell you now, 49ers won six straight. I guess the Rams. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I I want to talk about good times. I want to talk about good times. These are good times. So we beat Atlanta 24-7. This is the infamous seat cushion game. I've told the story. I was there, too. I threw my seat cushion and probably whacked somebody in the head down on the lower decks. You you wish you had kept that now? Hell no. I was part of history. Thank you. You kept that seat cushion? No. I would have probably lost it along the way. I'm, I'm not much of a collector. Like some people are, just it's not my. Yeah, he don't deserve that. Com- that uh, that 
pile on, uh, Steve. I hope you heard that. I set him up. You don't deserve it. It is Bryce Love, though. I got a game ball, though. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I also, actually, you know what? I actually have the Wheaties box, an unopened <laughs> Wheaties box from this championship season and from the Doug Williams team as well. I do have those sitting in storage. Anyway. Um, we go to we, Detroit comes to RFK again. Now we beat them beginning of the season 45 nothing. Detroit was 12 and 4 that year. This was not some chump team. This they was went, uh Wayne, was, uh what's his name? Fonts. Wayne Fonts. He was running, Fonts, he was running yeah. a variation of the run and shoot with Barry Sanders in Barry the backfield. What do you have? Curtis Duncan. I'm sorry. Was old. I was like they, they had a receiver then. Uh, uh Moore. Herman Moore. Herman Moore. Willie Green, um, Aubrey Matthews, Brett Perryman, all those guys. Uh, but this is before Moore and Perryman became Moore and Perryman later in the 90s. But they had gone 12 and 4. They won the NFC Central, which no one saw coming. They Dallas came to Detroit in the divisional round and they beat Dallas 38 to 6, which wow. ruined everything because I remember at the divisional game against Atlanta. The We Want Dallas chant was going on and the stadium was rocking because they want they, they they played on Saturday. Dallas played on Sunday. They wanted Dallas to beat Detroit because they wanted a revenge game against Dallas. Since wow. Dallas was the only team that fans saw legitimately beat this Redskins team yeah. at any time of the season. No one counted the Eagles game because, like I said, Gibbs pulled the starters when we were ahead. Didn't they beat Dallas like 38 to 6 or some crazy shit? Or yeah, I mean, Detroit stomped Dallas. I mean, they, they stuffed Emmett Smith. There's that beautiful run. They always play a Barry Sanders where he stops. He takes like yeah. two steps back. And Toby Casillas is looking around, can't find Barry behind him. And then Barry just takes off. It. I actually watched that whole game just because I love The Tall Law run, though, still does it for me, where he runs behind Tall Law. Oh, that, I mean, that's, that's up there. But people that that run against Dallas, and Tony Casillas being completely lost is is that that's football porn for me because you know it's it's watching Dallas get embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so they come into town, we beat them forty-one to ten on the first pass play of the game by Detroit. Charles Mann blows up Scott Conover. Um who is the right tackle for uh, Detroit, like literally just blows him up right into uh, quarterback Eric Kramer and forces a fumble, and we get the ball in the, like the six. And that's how we started the game. You know, you, and you knew from there, oh, we're going to win. Um, so we won 41 to 10. Uh, it's, it's, everything's fantastic. We go into Super Bowl uh, 26. We're going to play Buffalo. But Buffalo's on trip number two to the Super Bowl. I will stand on this. This is the best one of the Buffalo teams that went to the Super Bowl. Statistically, everything. This is, you know, they were 13-3, and which was tied for their best record of those four Super Bowl teams. They Their offense was as good as it had ever been. Their defense was solid. Um, they had embarrassed Kansas City in the divisional round. Um, they had three, three Hall of Famers in that offense. Oh Not God. just offense, one Look on at, defense. Well, Buffalo, I mean, you know, Buffalo yeah. had, had a, but you said they also, they actually won with defense in the AFC championship game. It was a 10 7 game, and they won. Their only touchdown was an interception return. 
um, off of John Elway. But you got to think, this is a Buffalo team that's got James Lawson, Don Beebe, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. They've got both Pete Metzelars and Keith McKellar at tight end. Yeah, strong offensive line. Uh, they had Kenneth Davis backing up uh, Thurman Thomas, who was a solid running back himself. Um, you remember it, the guy who had the uh, the double helmet? Mark Kelso. That's right, Mark Kelso. The There you go. History right now. Like, yeah. I know way too much about yeah. uh, early 90s. I like, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like the Buffalo, man. They had a good – if I wasn't they a Washington did. fan, they I probably would have been a Buffalo fan growing up. I and the legendary right for backup, man. Now, now a the, great and, established coach. And the sole reason I would have been a Bills fan is because Technolo. <laughs> Dude, Thurman yeah, they were good. Thurman was great. Yeah. I agree, too. <laughs> Uh, uh, but here's here's the crazy thing. We go into that 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 we go into that Super Bowl. Mister Z of Sports Illustrated predicts that Buffalo is going to win by three. Now I think that the Vegas odds were Washington by three, but there was questions. But it was the only thing that people could say is that it was the two best teams in the NFL made it to the Super Bowl. Like there's no doubt about it. Right. Which doesn't always happen, as you know. No, it, it doesn't. It's, that's why I always thought this – I mean, that says right there. If you look at Washington's paths to the Super Bowl, they played multiple – they played a lot of playoff teams because they did not play like a last-place record. They played a lot, of, a lot of playoff teams from both 90 and the teams that went back in 91. They played a 12-4 and four Lions team, which had the second-best record in the, NF, in the NFC. They played the team with the best record in the AFC in the Super Bowl, right? It's not like they played chumps. They played good teams. Now, we go into the Super Bowl. It's in Minneapolis. It's the first northern Super Bowl, right? It's the first time it's not in, like, Miami or in California or Louisiana. They're holding it in the Metrodome, um, which is – it was a couple months after my favorite World Series of all time finishing the Metrodome. Another story for another day. But um, they're in the Metrodome, and you know people think Buffalo's got a chance. And Thurman Thomas goes out there and misses the first two plays of the game because he can't find his helmet. That, that doesn't tell you how this game was going to go for Buffalo. Thurman Thomas, had, what happened was that some, well, some equipment manager moved his helmet. He couldn't find it. He missed the first two plays of the game. Um, so they yeah, had uh, that sets the tone for the rest of the game, it did. I, I so, that, yeah. and what it, here's the thing it was a nothing, nothing game after the first quarter, but that's because, as luck would have it, Art Monk turns he has he has a one man show on a drive. It he had like four catches for 64 yards on a single drive, right? Um, he ended up going seven for one, uh, 110 that game. He went four catches for 64 yards. He has a fifth catch in the end zone. Like, his left pinky toe is over the line, and they catch it on replay. And they mark it incomplete. Um, which I, I, I'm always like, Dan, he was this they had replay back then? Yeah, they had, they had a replay back then. It was actually done away with after this season. Uh, huh. This was the last season of replay. It was either this or 92. It was the last season of the original replay. So they call it on replay, they wave it off. We go to kick a field goal. Jeff Rutledge botches the snap or botches the catch in the snap. Yes. This was back when backup quarterbacks 
used to hold instead of punters, which yeah. just shows you the, the dynamic of the game and how much has changed. It's crazy. Well, not only that, but you see, Rutledge was sure-handed too. That's why it was yeah. like, oh man. So it's nothing, nothing. We go into the second quarter, and you notice that our secondary is absolutely just mugging the Buffalo receivers. This is back when defenses could hit receivers. This is when you could bump and run in the first five yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, you could get physical with guys before they had the ball in their hands, right? You hit the you, – if you, you could hit the receiver if he was in the middle of trying to catch the ball. Like, if you timed it, you could hit it. And they're, they're just punishing Buffalo's receivers. Thurman Thomas can't get anywhere. He had 13 yards rushing this whole game. Domination. Right. So we go, march down the field, and uh, this is where I remember uh, Ernest Byer. My most notable Ernest Byer memory is uh, Ripping catches him out in the flat for a, uh, a 10-yard touchdown pass. Um, you know, you know he, he rolls out in the flat, throws it out to Biner. Biner turns the corner, dives, catches inside the pylon, touchdown. Uh, we got another touchdown on a one-yard run by Gerald Riggs because that's what he does. Um, and we got a field goal for Chip Lowe Miller, 17 nothing at halftime. 17 nothing. At that point, people were like, this game's over. The score, the final score is not vindicative of what the actual game was like. Oh, no, it's not because it gets even better. <laughs> so first play of the second half, Jim Kelly, this, it's, there's such a story behind this one play. They run a blitz on the first play of the first play of the second half. Redskins run a blitz on Jim Kelly as he drops back to pass. This is a blitz they drew up in the bus on the way to the stadium. The blitz was called the bus driver special. Oh, wow. And Andre Collins comes uh, inside garden tackle, gets right in Jim Kelly's face, forces him to rush the throw. And they literally said, if you get through, He'll throw the ball here. You're going to pick it up. And that's what happened. He throws the ball behind the tight end. Kirk Gavea picks it off. Gets knocked out of bounds at the two-yard line. And then you get that, uh, you know, they hand it off to Riggs. Riggs gets a two-yard touchdown because, again, that's what Gerald Riggs did. And then the famous scene of, of Mark Rippon, like, just, like, running back, pumping his fist, like, jumping as little as he could because you know, Mark we, we all knew it was over. We knew the game was over. <laughs> it's 24, nothing. He throws a touchdown pass on the following drive to Gary Clark from like 30 yards out 31, nothing. All right. And yeah, you know, I'm sorry. No, by this point it's 31, 10 Buffalo did get 10 points at this point. So it's 31, 10 to end the third quarter. We get two more field goals. It's 37 to 10. Now we left two garbage time touchdowns in the last seven minutes. Cause we got our backups in. Getting to get them some Super Bowl time. Final score is 37 to 24. But let's be real. Until until there were seven minutes left in this game, it was 37 to 10. That's insane. Had the score stayed like that, you got to think their playoff wins are 24 7, 41 10, 37 10. It, it, game over. <laughs> it a beautiful sound effect. I can never talk enough about this team. Like I was already a mega fan, but this like solidified. And I always said, this is the greatest team ever. And of course, by this point, Dallas has their dynasty run. And then 
Denver and Green Bay had their runs, then came the greatest team, the greatest show on turf and everything else. I think I think it would be unanimous um, if they had I had a franchise quarterback. Like if they had I had a Hall of Fame quarterback on that team, it'd have been unanimous. I think it's I think they're the best team ever. Period. But there's a you could maybe argue one or two teams, but it they would have be run unanimous. they have run computer simulations. Yeah, ESPN did. Football Outsiders did. USA Today did. Yep. And if a network all these Super Bowl winning teams, it all three of them, ninety one Redskins. That's right. And they they did the DVOA, and they're still number one. Yeah. Yeah. Still number one. You can't. They gotta have one. Of, they gotta have one of the highest amounts of uh, Hall of Famers on the team. And again, no Hall of Fame quarterback. When's that ever been done? Can you name another yeah. sport at all where the best team of all time ain't got the best player on it? Like you go back to NBA, the best NBA teams of all time got Michael Jordan on it. The best baseball player yeah. of all time probably got Yankee on it. That's the best player in the league at the time. Washington has the West best team of all time, right? But there's there's no Washington team. There's no NFL team that can say that they were the number one team at everything. They were the best team of all time. You can't even name a franchise quarterback that's on the team. I mean, but Mark Rippin, I, I will Mark I will say this. Though. I I will clarify your comment with this. One, it was a different time. Two. No, no, was it really though? Because look at the teams well, back just, then. Let's look. Who were the teams back then though? That, no, no, that were winning. No. That were like real different, good. Different time, as in huh. the emphasis on the pass wasn't as high. So Rip had thirty-five hundred yards passing, twenty-eight touchdowns, eleven interceptions. He was only sacked nine. Excuse me, nine times, seven times, nine times, nine, yeah. nine times. Put that perspective. Your boy got sacked six times last game. I know. <laughs> Nine you know, times, but and I'm then, saying that team was so good. It's just it am- the amazing thing about it was all the teams you're naming in the top two or three, five of every sport has yeah. the best player in the league at that time on it. Absolutely, Washington does not. No, you know that they didn't have the best nowhere in the league. At, I don't think like, they had the bro. best balance. They had the best offensive line in the NFL. Man. Probably the best yeah. defense <clears throat> in the NFL. They had yeah. probably the best. They had the best offense in the NFL. Running backs in the NFL. Yeah, I would say this. They may have had best trail receivers. Time, maybe the best multi-tool linebacker in the game. Who? Wilbur Marshall, Kubiak, Wilbur Marshall. Because Wilbur yeah. Marshall was just as pass rush as he was in coverage and at defending the run. Like, he was not number one. Was Kirk Gervais on that team? My trip. Kirk Gervais was yeah. the starting middle yeah, line. Man, they, was fucking, they was rough, bro. Now, listen, <laughs> this, you want to know how deep this team was? Mark, and Matt Miller, who was a, a legend with the Raiders, and he went to the Niners for a couple years, he was the backup to Kirk Gervais. And Matt Millen was a, was a stud starter for a decade. He was a backup, right? You know, Monty Coleman was a backup on this team, and yeah. people still look at Monty Coleman like a legend. And I mean, let's also not forget the special teams cheat code back in the day, the one and only Brian Mitchell. Like, you don't understand how many times that guy should be in the 100%. Hall of Fame. That guy put that team in such good position all the time. Like, when they when they punted the ball, you're like, man. He's got a chance to break it, and it not not like Devin Hester break it because he didn't have that blazing speed. I think he just had really good vision. That's just my personal belief. But he was a he was a north south runner and yeah in a, in a, in a position that has always lended itself to east west. 
Yeah. Everybody, because people like the East West guys because it's exciting. You know, yeah. you think of Deshaun Jackson. Hey, Lamar was a quarterback in college. He was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was a quarterback in college, man. And yeah. he was, and he was, he was a, a third down back as a, as a as a player. He was a third down back and a returner his entire career. Yeah. Um, and Chip yeah, Lemiller was only a 72% kicker that season, but he was nine for nine from 20 to 29 yards, 10 for 12 for 30 to 39, 10 for 17, 40 to 49. That's where he struggled. And 72% for, was impressive in 1991. Yeah, it was. Two for five for 50 plus yards. So his longest was, he was 56 or 56 connection points. His longest was 53 yards. So, right. I mean, Think about that. 56, 56 extra points. We scored 56 touchdowns that season. He was basically Haskins. Uh, he out, he, oh, here's the thing. <laughs> almost outscored. Honestly, he was basically Haskins. He got a cool Dude, name, Chip. You, he was basically you, Haskins. You call, I mean, you call Chip Lomiller the Haskins kickers? Clear Haskins. I mean, hold on, hold on. Let's think about this for a second. If if you mean you, you mean can, you can compare you can compare kickers because there's no one's on the field and all this shit, man. And and to Haskins' defense, he had a Pro Bowl snapper, long snapper, most of his all of his career, basically. So you can't really say anything about uh, kickers. You can't say it was a whole different generation. Kicking is fucking kicking the ball. Kicking it. You, no, you, you, you put chips numbers up and Haskins numbers up. Who's better? Hold on. You Haskins? got to hear Arizona. <laughs> Haskins? I'm just not Dwayne uh, Hopkins. My bad. Hopkins. Hopkins. Okay. Yeah, Hopkins. That's Hold I'm, on. I'm let's let's compare. You got to compare the average. Medicine, not... You got to compare the average kicker from then to now, because Chip Lowmiller was doing McDonald's commercials. <laughs> with I'm sure Hopkins got a uh, got a uh, what's that, what's that uh, the little car that? place I got that everybody does a thing oh, for Eastern Motors. Y'all remember Eastern, Eastern, Eastern Motors commercial? I'm pretty sure it's a Hopkins Eastern Motors commercial. Eastern Motors. Yeah. Hold on, though. Do you remember? <laughs> remember those uh, Jordan Bird uh, McDonald's? Oh uh, yeah. Anything yeah. you can do, I can do better. They did the same thing with Chip Lowmiller and Pete Stoyanovich and the Dolphins. Chip I Pete Stoyanovich, man. Our kick, this is how good our team is. Our kicker is getting McDonald's commercials. And I used to love Chip Lowmiller. That's what I had him do the more impressive kick. Yeah. And let's also not forget Mayu. that season, Charles Mann had 11 and a half sacks. The, the rest <laughs> of the sacks were spread out. Fred Stokes, number 60. Fred Stokes. Six and a half. Wilbur Marshall, yeah. five and a half. Bobby Wilson, Jumpy Gathers, Monty Coleman. They all had smaller numbers, but they were just relentless. But they were the number one offense in the NFL that year for points four. Points four. Out the quarterback like we were last 485 year. points. And then points against number two. But there was only 28 teams back then. But still, man, can you imagine that? Having the number Dude, one scoring offense and the number two scoring defense. Defense. Here's here's a crazy stat for you. Chip Miller is like two field goals away from outscoring the entire Indianapolis Colts team that year. How many points he get? Like 142. How many points did uh, Hopkins get? (laughs) No idea. Hopkins ever got 142 (laughs) points in this? (laughs) Hopkins is terrible. But I I was so confused there for you. You Kept talking about Haskins. Yeah, Haskins. Yeah, I'm sorry. Low Miller. Yeah, Hopkins. After 45 yards, they're the same dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, True. after 45 yards, they're the same Here's guy. Here's the crazy man, thing. Did you know that Low Miller set a record that year? 
He was the first kicker in NFL history to hit four field goals in the game over 40 yards. That's awesome. That was That's against cool. Dallas. That I tells you how was over 50 since then. Yeah. Yeah, I said it earlier. I said, man, you if you miss almost all your kicks from 50 and beyond, your highest is 52, you ain't in the league. Like, you ain't making it. You're going to be Hopkins. Yeah, I can't keep going 50 yards consistently. 30 Everything years else ago. is good for him. 30 years ago. Yeah, Chip Lillman was also like a weight room guy. Like, most kickers back then were like the little soccer guys. You know, four yeah, it was him. Kickers. It was him. Then the guy Miller was a bigger dude. Like he, he actually like hit weights. He'd yeah. go down and try to tackle uh, returners. Who was he our was, Who was our punter that we had later in the years? Uh, who was jacked? Tom Tupa. <laughs> no, hold on. Sauron. No, we had Sauron for a minute. Yeah, we had a dude who was just you know he had some guns on Reggie, the Reggie Roby. Do we have Reggie nah, Roby? We had we Reggie. Did. Roby. We he did was have a Reggie great Roby. Punter, by the way. He was fantastic. By the way, yeah. black punter too. You don't get enough yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, true. We too busy being good at the rest of the chat. Nah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> punter. Yeah, right. Way too black. I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> I'd be offended if I went on a football field and the coach said, "Hey, man." Will you be a punter? I'm black, coach. You sure? You, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I can be a backup player and shit. Like, this is bullshit. My friends won't let me hang out with them if I'm a punter. I'm black. They won't let me do that. Roby had, like, the highest kick, too. Like, if he was fucking great. through, he, he damn good. near kneed himself in the face every Number four. Time. Came from the Dolphins, yeah. I believe. I'm going to give me a Roby jersey. That's what I want. That's just said that. a good throwback. Yeah, we had Brad good players on that good. team, man. Brad Edwards was another solid safety, number 27. Martin Mayhew, our current co-GM, another great uh, addition back there in the uh, – Who? Martin Mayhew. Martin Mayhew. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's played with him on uh, World 2. He played safety. Yeah. Alvoid Mays, a great – you know, just a great yeah. role player. Just, he was a great special know. team. But listen to this. Realize that their backup safeties were the starters in Super Bowl twenty two. Todd yeah. Bowles. Yeah. I thought Todd was already still there, right? And Alvin Walton. Yeah. And I thought Todd Bowles started 91. No, he didn't start in 91. He was a backup in 91. He backed up Brad Edwards. They brought in Danny Copeland from Kansas City to repl- yeah. to move Walton to a backup role. Walton, I always like that dude just like hit people yeah. violently. He had a and, and two others on offense who never got the love, love. Who never got the love, but I, I adored them. Uh, because it was the first position I ever played from football, was our tight ends, Donnie Warren and Terry Orr. They both had the single face mask with the double going across and the single mm-hmm. going down. That's the same face like I had. And I had that too. Dude, they were so good. And I, I, I guarantee they contributed to a lot of the hogs, you know, the blocking. Those guys could block their asses off. You know what I mean? They were good. But you never, they never really got the recognition. We had four uh, tight ends on that team. Think yeah. about that way. We had Oren Warren with a, with a number, and he had Ron Middleton, who always came in in goal line package, and James Jenkins. And James Jenkins stuck around through all the North Turner years, too. Like, that dude never didn't have a job. It, it, it's so strange how he hung around forever. But uh, Terry Orr was the pass receiver out of that whole group. Like, the rest of them were just blockers, straight blocking. Terry Orr was the pass receiver. Like, he could get open downfield. Uh, in, in ways that none of our tight ends could. Um, but, no, I get that. It, it, it's interesting to say it because what Gibbs ran a lot of that H-back offense. So he'd bring in a second tight end, usually or as the H-back because um, we never had a traditional fullback. We, we ran we ran single back 
offense with three receivers on the field most of the time. Yeah. Think of it this way. People always remember Gibbs for power running, and that team as a team rushed for well over uh, – what was it? We ran for something like over 2,000 yards with a single back offense and three different running backs back there. Counter Trey, man. Counter Trey. I heard for those who were who well, yeah, that's what I was alluding to with the single back stuff. For those yeah. who were in the DMV area, if you notice this week, 30, 30 year anniversary, we're kind of rolling this one into the our Washington Wayback series. It's been a while. This is kind of Phil's yeah. thing. So we'll just call this Washington Wayback number two. But a lot of the players and the alumni from the 91-92 team have been on the radio this year and, and going back and forth and I, I forget who called in and what channel because I, I tried to listen as many as I could in the morning and in the evening on the way home. But they were talking about Gibbs's scheme coming in and, you know, trying to I think it was Jeff Bostic when they tried to install the air Coreal and they were struggling Gibbs's first year and they finally figured it out. A lot of contribution. What a lot contributed to that was when they altered their running scheme you know, to that counter gap, counter tray. Uh, it was just Joe Gibbs, Joe Gibbs idea. And all of a sudden it just opened up, opened up the pass game. It was crazy. It's when they decided to actually run. And you see that that's happened to Gibbs twice. Cause for all the power running stuff, Gibbs liked to sling it around in 89. Gerald Riggs was our primary back in 89, by the way, ran for almost 900 yards. Um, People forget Gerald Riggs once led the league in rushing when he played for Atlanta. Uh, he used Crazy. to be a great running back. He transitioned into more of a secondary role to, and extended his career. But here's the crazy thing. Two years before the Super Bowl year is when we had the 3,000-yard receivers. And Mark Rippon played that whole season too, right, because Rippon had a gun on him. So Sanders, Monk, and Clark all went for over 1,000 yards in 89. And then they tried to keep on doing that into the into 1990. And then one day, Ernest Biner pulls a uh, John Riggins. He goes into Gibbs and says, if you want to make the playoffs, give me the ball. I will take it there. And that's what he did. And, and Biner, if you look at his last several games of 90, he it was 100 yards, 100 yards, 150 yards, 120 yards. It, it was just constant 100-yard games. He went for 1,200 that year. That carried over into 91 where they had more balance. But Gibbs liked to throw the ball a lot. That air Coriel never left his system. And you, you'll see that he always had a he always tuned the passing game to fit what he had. We never had a high volume tight end during that first run with Gibbs. Like somebody who you know, a tight end who caught 60 passes. Right. You never saw that in this offense. But you saw it the second time around. I'll tell you, one of the most adapted coaches I've ever seen is Joe Gibbs because he always altered his schemes to fit the players. And if players yep. were saying, hey, give me the ball, he wasn't – he didn't have the ego to say, no, we're doing this my way. Okay, And he said, no. Okay, you think you can do it? We'll give you a shot. That's right. Well, that, 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 that's, that's a leader right there, people. It the is. It is. is and it, yeah, I'm just glad that we can call it a – a past, a past, you know, a piece of our history, you know, past happening that we can always hold on to, and no one can ever take that away from us, regardless of what the name is, what it was, what it's going to be. We'll, we'll always have that. So, props to Phil for carrying the load, giving us the rundown from the ninety-one nine. Actually, going back to eighty-nine, you know, you know, 
big big props to Phil. Thank you very you gotta, much. You gotta, you gotta set it up because it's such a it's such a great story. Yeah. If you haven't watched, go on YouTube, watch some of these games. It's fun. It's fun to watch because honestly, I think that unlike now where TV's kind of overproduced, it's a lot simpler. You can actually oh, just it's, watch. It's, it's so authentic. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're right. Football. <laughs> right. You're not getting all these subliminal messages. You're not. It's just football with straight commentary and the yeah, terrible, terrible video quality. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's all VHS quality. But so, you know, for everyone CRT listening, TV. you know, put your comment down below. What's your favorite memory of that 91, 90, 91, excuse me, 91, 92 season? What's your favorite memory of that Super Bowl for those who are around? And, you know, we hope that we can get to that point one day. But Hey, you know what? As as Redskins fans, Washington football fans, whatever are going to be next week fans, I, I still hold true that this is the best team of all time. And I watched a lot of football, a lot of Super Bowls. It, I will always say that it is. And if anyone says anything else, you just got to, you know, kick through the door and tell them this is that's it. This this is Sparta. You know, we, we will kick you like like uh like Chip Muller did, or or the old flat-footed toe kicker Mark Mosley himself. Okay, he, Hopkins. <laughs> he ain't Hopkins. Well, let's Hopkins. transition real quick to the playoff games. Um, now that we've got the that out of the way, let's, let's recap the games from last week. Great football once again. That's you know, cool. before be, before before the season, excuse me, before the last week's games, my game of the year was the Chargers and and Raiders game that you know. <laughs> where the Chargers called that timeout, Raiders end up winning. But this past week and last weekend, let's just start off the Bills and the Chiefs, man. What a game. What a game. What a game. What a game. You know, I, th I thought the Bills were going to take it, to be honest with you. I really, really did. Really thought they were going to take it. Josh Allen had a great game, 329, four touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, 378, three. Josh, Josh Allen led the – Led their team in rushing 11 for 68, but he had this one rush where he he just lowered it. I don't know why they didn't call it, uh, uh, you know, whatever the rule is for lowering your helmet and running over a dude because he lowered his helmet and ran over a dude, pulled him out the game because he was like, you know, half his size. But but the other interesting part is Pat Mahomes also led the Chiefs in rushing seven attempts, 16 yards, which is crazy. And uh, Tyreek Hill, of course, led led the the Chiefs in receiving for 150 and one, and then um, Davis on the Bills, uh, eight receptions, 201 and four touchdowns for Gabriel Davis for the Bills. And but, you don't get to, you don't get to say they should have threw a flag on Allen without saying they should have threw a flag on Hill for waving the 30 yard line. The for taunting, you're absolutely yeah. right. I don't know why they I don't know why yeah. they didn't. That's that's a classic taunt. Never had a bit of fight breakout. They would have blamed and, the Bills. And how many times this season have we seen that for less? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, it's crazy. I mean, and then when it happened, I yelled it. I was like, "Oh man!" Like as soon as he waited, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna flag that." And they didn't. I was yeah. like, "They still." I saw them waiting on somebody to say they threw a flag, and we just didn't see it, and they didn't. It's, it's funny crazy. because they kept touting, "Yeah, the, the Bills are the number one defense in the season, and number one this and number one that on defense." And you know, Josh Allen manifested a fantastic drive uh -huh. to give that touchdown to Gabriel Davis with 13 seconds left. 13 seconds. And you know what? Everyone's talking about, oh, change the rules, the overtime rules. They stink. They stink. How about this? How about you don't kick the ball in the end zone and not take time off? You do a squib kick, you're knocking off three, maybe four seconds. They're down to eight. Yeah. Right? 
How about you not let Pat Mahomes go 70 yards in, in seven seconds? How about you not do that? And how about you don't let them go 80 yards for a touchdown on the first drive in overtime? You're the number one defense in the NFL. Do your job. Yeah. So, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for Allen, man. Like I, I, I've been like, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know I've been arguing with these guys about Allen versus Lamar Jackson all day, and I've been saying this the whole time. Say what you want to say about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a better record in the regular season than Allen, and he's beat Allen every time, and he beat him in the playoffs. They came in the same year. One of them dudes got an MVP, a run-up MVP, and two offers. You can't be better than a guy if you have none of those uh, things. I don't care what you saw. It's what people do. Whenever whenever Allen has a great game, and he did have a great game, and I think Allen will be a great player. Don't get it twisted. But, you know, if people live in the moment where they saw that, like, oh, he, he's, a, he's, he's, he's come now. He's arrived. They're doing the same thing to Burrow. Burrow wouldn't yeah, have been well, in a playoff if Lamar had got hurt. They were both on two different trajectories. Uh, uh, Jackson came in way better. Way yeah, Jackson was the last pick in the first round. Allen was in the top five or six. But I know, but Allen, but the 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 scouting reports on Allen was that he's raw. He needs time. He wasn't ready. Right, and, right. And, and you know, yeah. I I honestly think you know last they put year, him in and made the playoffs. Year. They, 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 they put him in in the middle of the year and he got rookie of the year over Allen. By the way, yeah, and went to the playoffs. Allen didn't. The yeah. second year went to the playoffs. Allen didn't. Third year they went to the playoffs. Allen got beat by this guy. Yeah. So, and the only reason, the only reason that Book that Burrow made the playoffs this year, you know, Buffalo, uh, Baltimore was up three games, and uh, over Cincinnati, with like seven games left in the year, dog. They was up three games. Lamar gets injured. They go one in five or one in six or some shit, and get completely knocked out of playoffs. They probably yeah. Cincinnati had a chance of not even going to playoffs if he plays. That's yeah. how good I mean, that guy is. The whole team fell off the map. The whole team fell off. Like the lines fought, fought. and see, this is why I always people say I can't. Yeah, it's like Peyton, it's I like, like Allen, dog. I don't like Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. The team lead when he leaves, there, there's nothing left. But he's just gonna as he gets older, he just, you just gotta have to adapt your playing style. And they they got he's younger than Burroughs. He's younger than Burroughs. No, Jackson's no, younger is, than Burroughs. He's not built uh, like Josh Allen is built. Right, no, so no. you know it's the NFL, right? These guys are, are gonna take some massive hits. Allen, Allen's like Cam, right? Allen's built like Cam Newton. They can just Lamar. Didn't, Lamar wasn't running over anybody. He got hurt either. He got hurt. No, no, field, no. You know, and right, and, and, and that's right. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, and, and they do the same thing to the uh, born Rams, Stafford. I like Stafford, bro. But let's just keep it real, man. Like Stafford was on the lines nine, twelve years, some shit, and yeah. went to the playoffs three times and zero three. If Lamar is on Buffalo, or, or if Lamar is on Baltimore, they never make the playoffs, and he goes zero and three when he does make it. Y'all crushing that dude, man. I don't give a shit what you say because Lamar off the line off of Baltimore is the Lions. The record I shows just, that. I don't. It's, I don't think it's fair to. They're different types of players. Whoa, 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 Their teams whoa, whoa. are, are managed. Standard. One team's managed La, well. Lamar, 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 well. Lamar Jackson on Buffalo, man. I don't know. Lamar Jackson off of Baltimore. It's basically the Lions, man. They got the same record. The Lions suck. So you're saying Baltimore, Baltimore sucks with the Baltimore is you're saying without Lamar, Baltimore's talent level. Hey, hey cool. uh, no, I'm saying their record Huntley is. Played, don't care. They're not talented. Who was the guy yeah, that but, came in and relieved? Uh, Huntley bought up. Huntley bought up. Huntley won in six, though. <laughs> you know, you can say all you want. Somebody bought up. It's one in six. You First know, one, and, and I, don't think, Hunt, I don't think Huntley. RG three, whoever you want to throw out there, was nearly, 
you can't. I don't see the, any of them as capable starting quarterbacks. They're backups, man. And I know I, about, just, I just trash RG three. Now I'm talking about Baltimore RG three. Right, was not an <laughs> NFL starting caliber quarterback. Todd Hundley is not an NFL starting yeah. caliber quarterback. I'm sorry, I don't care what anyone says. So you have that's not a fair comparison because you're you're putting Baltimore. You're putting them with 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 sub starting caliber QBs. Now, I'm not talking about great. I'm just saying you're talking. You know, Baltimore. I'm talking about the Lions. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was just a bad year for even when he was healthy. Lamar didn't. Lamar had a bad year. This was not a good. Hey, year. Lamar was the MVP candidate until the last game of the year. He threw like four interceptions. No, then he, he got hurt in this game. He was not. not and Lamar Jackson. If you watch ESPN before he got injured. When they listed their MVP candidates in their top three, every time Lamar was there, last game he had those bunch of interceptions, then he got hurt. Yeah. And then it was over. I mean, he was sitting at like 16 and 10. 16 and 10, not even 3,000 yards. Did he even have 3,000? No, he had like 2,700. He, he got hurt like six or seven yeah. games. Did he have COVID a bunch he of did times? Have, he had a ton of rush. He almost had 800 rushing yards. That's right. probably what he was going to He was going to have 3,500 passing and probably 1,200 yards rushing, dog. That was yeah. unheard of. That's what he looked like he was going to have. And and people and people hate on it, which I'm cool with. I'm cool with anybody who likes Allen. I think Allen's great, man. I'm not gonna knock Allen at all. But I'm saying, dude, how can you put Allen above him when he ain't played better than that? I don't. Dude? It's hard, no I don't think it's fair to compare the two at all. They're I think it's completely fair. Type of players. They both play quarterback. They both came in the exact same year. They both play each other all the time. One has beat the other in the playoffs. One has an MVP of the year award. One has two All Pros. The other has done nothing but throw a bunch of yards. Let's just keep it real, dog. There's a bunch of quarterbacks throwing a bunch of yards. We can say what we want to say about quarterbacks, but like, for instance, we go back to Matt Stafford, right? Matt Stafford don't win a Super Bowl. He's a failure, bro. They got two to Super Bowl with golf. How the fuck would you trade three first rounds to get the exact same place you could have got with golf? Because That's Stafford a is 10,000 times better than Jared but, Goff. But you're going to the same result. In the end result, the goal, you play to win the game, right? Isn't you that do. the same? So you tell me you're gonna pay three, you gotta pay three first round picks and forty million dollars for a quarterback that gets you the same distance as a guy who ain't getting none of that. But you you saying that's a good thing to do. That's crazy yeah. as fucking shit. That's crazy as fucking shit. Look, they they had Stafford got beat forty to eighteen or thirty to eighteen against the 49ers this year already once, man. What do you think yeah, he's gonna do in the playoffs? But didn't they also beat uh didn't they also beat San Fran as well? No, they haven't beat San Fran six straight games. They haven't beat San Fran since nineteen since two thousand sixteen, bro. They haven't beat San Fran in three years. No, they lost thirty one and they lost. Yeah, then, uh, they haven't beat them in three years, Steve. You look it up. They yeah, haven't beat them since two thousand sixteen, man. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. If 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 Matt Star- Matt Matt uh Stafford wins tomorrow. That ain't proving shit to me. Like y'all can sell this stuff. I beat Kurt. He beat the Cardinals. Cardinals don't have their best player, dog. They ain't been good since he been out. They like one. They like two and six since Hopkins went down. Man, I, you know who they beat the first so, game. So what's, what's your standard? You keep moving the goalposts. No, I'm not moving the goalposts. My top three quarterbacks have been the same for like three years, man. No, They've but been I'm the saying same. Matt Stafford, my homes, Aaron Rodgers, and and your boy Lamar. He just, beat, okay, he, he just beat Brady. What if he goes in and he 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 beats and he beat Brady? He beat, he I, I, give, beats I give him credit for Brady. I give him credit for Brady, but here's the problem with beating Brady. You beat Brady, he ain't have Godwin or your boy out there, Brown. That's yeah, that's, that's a list team. You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? There's always some kind of there's always some kind of thing going on as why he's winning. 
He's never beat a complete team, dog. That dude's never won a playoff game at all. And now when he wins, you're playing you're playing the Cardinals without their uh, team, and you're playing the uh, Tampa Bay without their team. Be San Fran, and you beat the Chiefs. Then I'll say something. I, I'm willing to say Matt Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, man. I'm willing to say he's an elite quarterback. He wins Super Bowl. You don't win Super Bowl, you basically golf because golf did that, bro. Golf did that. Golf got to Super Bowl and played like right. that. He did. Stafford got to get there and not play like ass, though. So Stafford get to the Super Bowl and plays like ass. Then what y'all gonna say about Stafford? They played like ass in the Super Bowl, but he's still a good quarterback because he's got yeah, better exactly. body work than Jared Golf. Exactly. Exactly. But you can't say that because Jared Golf's won more games than that guy. Yeah, but I. I so so hold on. So you're. I don't think. 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 I don't and if they don't win the Super Bowl, if they do, then hey, y'all did the best thing ever. Y'all, y'all did the thing. But if y'all don't I win mean, the Super Bowl, man, and none of us Jared, in here got to be the key. It's zero credit for that suit going to the Super Bowl. Zero. Crazy. Zero. Uh, all right. Well, if, Stafford, if Stafford, Stafford don't win it, then what are you going to say about him then? If Stafford goes to the Super Bowl and loses, are you going to give Stafford credit for going to the Super Bowl? How does absolutely. it make sense? How does yes, it make it sense when, he, okay, when he's playing hurt teams all the way there? How's it make sense? Touchdowns and 60 interceptions. You're telling me Man. golf gets credit to go to the Super Bowl that year? 22 touchdowns, Man. 60 interceptions. How many, how many did Russ get when the LOB won? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Say I'm saying, how many did Russ get when the Ravens won? I will give Jared Goff more credit for going to the Super Bowl than I will give Trent Dilfer for winning his Super Bowl. Nah, I won't. Trent you got to put more, you, Trent Dilfer didn't even start half that season. Mm. Most of that season was started by Tony oh, Banks. What that, what that tells me is a guy that don't start all season can go on a team that's deep, that's real good on defense and offense and win a Super Bowl. But Stafford, who's the elite quarterback in most of his odds, can't go to a team that has all pros everywhere and win Super Bowl. I look, at it, I look at that as a slap at, at, at the guy that didn't win at Georgia. The guy ain't winning in the NFL, dog. He's not a winner. He's calm alone, bro. He ain't calm alone. He's calm alone. That's like saying someone calls the Jets are the Browns. Again, Lamar Jackson's on the Ravens. Why the Ravens record without him? Run it back. Run it back. If he's Carl Malone, hold on. Carl Malone's considered one. Carl Malone with the Carl Malone with the with the championships. You're saying that Matthew Stafford is one of the three best power three best quarterbacks in NFL history. Carl Malone's a bad example. He's all right. He's deadly shrimp. Then how about we? Taylor <laughs> Shrimp. He's Charles Oakley. I'll give that. Don't hit old man debt left like that. Matt, Matt Stafford is Charles Oakley, man. He's good. He's good enough to start, man. You know, other than that, you might win. If everybody else is good, like, I love Matt Stafford, though. I would love him to be on our team. He doubled. He doubled. Jared Goff's touchdown. He 41 better, touchdowns this year. He's a way better quarterback than Goff, dog. But he's going to end is. up with the same. He's going to end up. You're going to end up with the same result for all that money and picks. That's going to be a hard maybe. pill to swallow, man, if you're an owner. Maybe. I gave up three first and 40 million a year to get a guy that did the exact same thing as this boom. And you had an easier path because everybody got hurt. That depends. If he does it again next year, even if he doesn't win, if he gets him that far again next year. They're not going to make it next year. Everybody's a free yeah, agent, man. I would, I would say the Rams had the easier path that year. But look who they were playing. Arizona Cardinals had nobody. Arizona had had Nobody. No, no. The year Jared Goff went Super Bowl. There was no Kyler. Who did the Cardinals have? They had nobody. Right? 
the the Forty Niners. They had nobody. They had nobody. What the Super Bowl year before that? No, they the won Super Bowl four years before that. They won the Super Bowl two years ago, man, with Gra- Garoppolo and Lawson. That, that year was, was that Seattle was after golf. That was that's what I'm saying. He went, Super Bowl, he went to Super Bowl straight, uh, right after that. That's what I'm saying. Right after that. He went to, they went to yeah, Super Bowl. The, the, the that, Niners that, were good. That game was very different than that, the one that was. They haven't, beat, they haven't beat the Niners since. <laughs> they haven't beat them since at all. That was one game. Good the niggas, they're the same team. They were just injured. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Those guys were hurt. That's, okay, that's, so that's saying, the. So you're saying that when golf beats injured teams, He's almost as good as Stafford. Oh no! What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, everybody looks when Stafford beats hurt teams. Well, it diminishes Stafford, but when it doesn't diminish golf. No, what I'm saying is that we have these built-in excuses for Matt Stafford. Man, it's always oh well, the team ain't good enough. Ah, well, it's always something. No one else, no one else gets the benefit of the doubt. You can throw 100 million yards. That's just like I was telling you about Lamar. Like, you know, there's some, oh, well, Allen threw like five, six, seven touchdowns. Lamar threw five touchdowns in that game and lost in the playoff game a year or two ago. You know, know, it's it's crazy shit. On this back, how many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won? He's considered one of the three best quarterbacks of all time. One, but you know, they win all the time and they go to playoff, and he's the reason why. Super Bowls are not. He's the the reason. That means Eli Manning is, he's got two. He's fucking elite and dope. No, he's terrible. Right, if, I mean, if, garbage. Uh, if Matthew Stafford's better than Eli Manning. I agree. If what's his name? Uh, if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl one time, but he's still good every year, and his team makes the playoffs every year, that's one thing. Stafford ain't wouldn't hadn't done none of that. He don't win it at all. If if Aaron Rodgers was not going to playoffs, but three times in nine, ten, twelve years, y'all be clowning Aaron Rodgers, bro. Let me uh, say, let me, they clowned Aaron Rodgers from the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. Matt Stafford ain't making the playoffs most of his career. And nobody said shit. Let me ask you this. See how I'm, weird I'm, that is? I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you this. Is Ben Roethlisberger, no. taking everything in consideration, definitively better than Matthew Stafford? Oh, Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the problem with this is that they ain't trade for Matthew Stafford and lose. Yeah, it's not necessarily about the rings; it's about the winning and the rings. It's a combination, bro. You can if you got no rings and no playoff wins. What are you, bro? If you're a good quarterback with no playoff wins and no rings, what are you? What quarterback survives that? He's got Matthew Stafford now. Yeah, against fucked up teams, they ain't got nobody there. You can't put an asterisk next to a victory, bro. It's either a win or a loss. It doesn't matter. I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the Stafford bandwagon, bro, if he wins it. If he don't win it, man, that dude's just a good quarterback. He's basically Russell Wilson to me, bro. And I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know y'all think I don't, but Russell Wilson has done shit. I like Russell Wilson. I like Russell Wilson, bro. Russell Wilson ain't did shit since LB left. I mean, that's what you want to say. Anyway. You want to count quarterbacks in the last four years? That's when Lamar got there. All right. Well, here's the thing. We got we got two interesting championship games for two totally different reasons. 49ers. Right. You got 49ers Rams, which you know, you got the Rams, which are like supposed to be the team this year, but they can't beat the 49ers. They they can't by the way, the shotguns. Man, we ain't bring you on in a long we ain't bring you on ever again, bro. You convinced us the Packers are gonna win that shit. They couldn't score more than 10 points. What are you doing? 
I Everything that runs through Green I, Bay. I, I listened to that podcast this week. Hey, listen to this. They can't play in cold weather. They can't come to Green Bay. Everything comes through Green Bay. Imagine tackling. Oh, yeah. They can't tackle Aaron the big old guys running by. Tundra. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo came in through for 130 yards, and they won. Rodgers <laughs> had zero interest in playing that game. He had zero interest. Man, they're in making this like hell. He trying to say both ain't gonna get to him. Oh, they man, they <laughs> both great. Uh, hey, Yahoo, you know, Garoppolo, Garoppolo Yahoo Sports, by the way, Yahoo Sports with 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 their 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 wonderful uh, use of language says Aaron Rodgers gets canceled again by the 49ers and all this other stuff. I'm like, your choice so, of language is so, real. This so is why I don't like judging quarterbacks for the win loss record. The win loss record of a quarterback is not a fair stat because Jimmy it is, Garoppolo it is, it is, it is not amazing. He wins. Right. It is not a fair stat, but you can't. It is not a fair stat, but you can't dismiss it, and you also can't take it. You have to take into account that the reason why teams are winning or losing, or if they're the reason, you know, like are you? Guess we're honest, man. Do y'all think the Rams wouldn't win the Super Bowl with another quarterback or wouldn't be there? You think the Rams couldn't have won these games without Stafford? They won them last year. They won them last year, man. What's he doing that that golf didn't do? That's all I'm saying, dog. And you pay, and you pay, and you pay. Well, golf for that went to the fucking Super Bowl, dog. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and golf has golf ever made even productive? No. I mean, he might have made. It. I wonder if he made it in by. If you made it in by whatever, you still made it, bro. I mean, Honda can't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm just saying, bro. Like, it, I don't, I don't know, like what everybody's obsession is with Matt Stafford. I love him. I, I, don't, I don't like him to be here. I ain't three first round picks. I don't know where you're talking about. I haven't heard of an obsession with Matt Stafford. I just people just realize he's a good quarterback, and and that's that's that. I don't think anyone's yeah, obsessed really with him. So he is, he is really good quarterback. Really right. Bad teams. He wasted his early years with a really crappy franchise. That's the bottom line. He wasted his middle of his years. But if, but if he but if he don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's a waste. You wasted it. You fucked up, and you ain't gonna be respecting all these guys. Next year, the league's gonna be tougher. And by the way, the 49ers, man, what do you do if you're them at the end of the year? Do you trade Garoppolo and try to get Aaron Rodgers in? If if Garoppolo no, goes to the no Super Bowl, you have Trey Lance. You go with Trey Lance. First round pick. Hey, you just if they say give me Trey Lance, which trade you Aaron Rodgers? What do you do? Trade Aaron Rodgers for Trey Lance, right? For Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers don't want to be there, you know what I'm saying? You go and trade Is him. Aaron, a free agent though. No, he redid his contract so that he can get out this year without it being a cap casualty to the Packers. Like he redid his contract last year so that he could be traded or leave this year without a hurting the cap of the Packers. He's set up this year to either retire or be traded. So I'm wondering if he's not coming back. <laughs> like, did you? <laughs> if you're the 49ers, that's where he wants to go. What do you do? Yeah, so let's see, 2021, 2022 could be an out. If yeah. he if he were to be released pre-June 1st, it's a 26 million dead cap. Traded after after June 1st, 26 million dead cap, released after no, they're taking they're taking a 19 million dead cap no matter what. But their idea is they you know? they lowered it so they could trade him. But, you could trade Roger with they can restructure. They can restructure yeah. his contract and then you know they, they can work wonders. That's how they do it, but Right, they can get rid of him at 19 million. You can move that around for anybody for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Anyway, he's worth it. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, if you're the 49ers and and, and he, he said he's not going to a rebuild, so he ain't coming to yeah. Washington because we're rebuilding no. every year. If you if you ask the coach, well, so. here's the thing. All right, we're in year three of a rebuild, 
Are you at the point now where you have to, where getting a guy like Rodgers puts you in a much different position? It's about yeah, performance now. Right. We, it took, we took two years for culture. Okay, uh, culture's good. Let's let's time let's, let's put it on the field and win. No so more trying. Now how many games you think? How many games you think we win this year if we had Aaron Rodgers ish type quarterback? Because I feel like we would have won one or two more games if Cole didn't kill our team at the end of the year. Eleven maybe. On yeah. the, just on the quarterbacking alone. And, but yeah, think about I it. Feel- Haneke had 16, 16 interceptions. I don't know. And think Heineke about how many he had five, 35 snacks-ish. Haneke won five or six of those games putting the team on his back. He did with with with, with very <laughs> I mean, uh, late dry, late drives for scores. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I mean, but, but he did. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, if COVID hadn't hit us, I think we could have – we definitely would have got one more. But I think we could have yeah. got at least two more wins if COVID hadn't killed us. And that's looking at eight, nine wins. <laughs> Yep. So you add Aaron Rodgers to that. I, I, I mean, I know it's crazy and all the injuries, but I don't think this is a bad of a rebuild as anybody thinks. I think the defense was right. starting to play really good about a game or two before Young got hurt. Yeah. And I think, and whenever Landon moved down to a linebacker-ish position, I think the defense got good enough to where if they had all got injured out and COVID hadn't hit and Sam was not even how to play, they would have won it, nine it, it, games they, or so. They invested so much in the defense, and for all those yep. players to get hurt, it was like it was it was a pointless investment. You can't, you can't, you don't know when people are going to get hurt, but all no. those first round picks being out, it is what it is. But all the last thing we didn't out. talk about last week was the, was the Bengals and Titans. You know, the Titans were Phil's yeah. pick to keep go all the way to the Super Bowl. And they also showed up and just didn't perform against, against the Bengals. Oh, I mean, they're talking about, they're talking about, they're talking about setting, uh, Tannehill on, on the news. Yeah. And, and then you hear people talking about Tannehill, like, oh, he's not our guy. Like you go on Twitter, people were dogging Tannehill, like, Hey, it's time to trade him and move on. Right? I'm just like, dude, I would kill for someone like Tannehill's caliber on our team. And you guys are talking about trading him, like he's he's you know two know. three successful years with him. Uh, I could I get, mean, him, he, I could get him under I could get him for twenty. I'd do it. But if you got pay, if you got pay forty something million, I don't want Tannehill. Like I would no 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 not at that price point. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I'm with you. I don't think Ryan Tannehill thinks he's worth that price. Shit, how, yeah, how much? How much Tannehill get right now? About thirty. <laughs> well, he just resigned a big deal. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. That's what you'd have to give him. That's the going rate. Don't matter if he's worth it. That's the going rate. Like Lamar's going to get like forty six, fifty million, bro. That's going to happen. Yeah. Well, well, the cap, the cap keeps going up, and the TV revenues keep keeps going up. So they're just going to keep the the percentage of the cap for quarterbacks is just going to keep getting higher and higher and higher. And games like last week aren't going to make it even better for that cap. That's always good. NFL is a great product, bro. Yeah, I it is. They proved that it was, it, all four games uh, ended in walk-offs. Never happened before, ever. All four games, isn't that crazy? Walk-off they earned another billion dollars in revenue, dude. I mean, every team just gets hell. Even we get was it a hundred and hundred billion dollars? I mean, I'm sorry, two hundred million dollars a year for TV revenue. I got to go back and do my research. I I, I knew this at Jeez, one point. Just every for team gets two hundred million dollars for showing up, or is a hundred. No, $110 million just for showing up from TV pay the whole salary cap. It's crazy, oh, man. TV it's insane. Insane. Yeah. Um, Tannehill right now, he is getting – I got it up right here. His, he, his contract structure is – $27 million. Right. 29, well, is 29 for next year. Right. He's so he's guaranteed – 1.5 left this capacity. Yeah, in 2020, he got 17 and a half million with a five million sign bonus. He was on the We Got You from Miami to see if you got anything contract. And then once he approved that, 
He got that 30. And that's what that's what you're going to pay a guy like that. And he's like a C quarterback, bro. 29 million next year. 29 million next year. C quarterback. Yeah. 29 million with a 5 million signing bonus. So Steph is like a B plus A quarterback. If we want a QB, we have to pony up the money. If you want to pony up 30 million for Tannehill, you're going to win the same amount of games as you won with fucking Monarchy. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's, for Heineke that's for two million dollars for Heineke next right, year. Right, you talking about twenty? That's what I'm saying. You million million. If, if you're going to bring someone in, it's got to be someone who's up here. But the the, the question is, what's what's the threshold? What's the lowest? That's the lowest I'm going, dog. Russ Carr, yes, Kurt. Yes, that's the lowest oh, I'm going. Right. So is we'll we'll just transition. Is to well, we won't talk too much about quarterbacks, but is <clears> Russ <throat> would be sufficient. Yeah, Rogers would be sufficient. Is car sufficient? Yeah, depends on what you pay him. Like you got to pay him thirty million dollars, maybe not. You know, and and that's that's what. And then you also got to come up with picks to get him because you got trade for him. So that's that's the the only right. That's the problem I have with car. Other than that, if you just had to give him thirty, I'd be like, ah, fuck it, yeah. But if you got to give him thirty and two first round picks, I'm like, you know what? I don't know about that one. Well. Carr is only making nineteen million dollars next year. Nineteen point seven. That's a bargain. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to resign him. You will. You have to resign him. You because you could potentially lose him in free agency. So it'd probably be probably a, have to resign him before he extension, gets here. Extension right. before he gets here. Right. But it's I, I, I think like you, forty million to get him. You sign one of these top tier free agent quarterbacks or guy you trade for. I think you have to trade Heineke. I don't think that's great hockey because you just have to get somebody so good that he's no, clearly yeah, back. I have to get dude. somebody so good that they can go and throw two or three interceptions and you don't be like, bitch, for hockey. That's how good people, the quarterback has to be, bro. People clamor for him, man. People clamor for him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you got to go out and get somebody that can play. Hell, fucking go get Phillip Rivers for somebody, man. I'd rather have that shit. <laughs> he's retired. I'd rather have Phillip old-ass Rivers in here versus. Speaking of which, uh, Adam Schefter broke earlier this afternoon that Tom Brady was retiring, and lo and behold, it hasn't been confirmed. He re, he retorted. He recanted his original statement. So he's not retired. Not confirmed yet. Brady. The, the team was shocked. Everyone was shocked. It is not confirmed that Tom Brady is, is retiring. What, if I'm Tom Brady, I could name one reason why I retire, and it, that reason would be Giselle. Yeah. Like I, it, it, and I'm just, father I'm, time. Me, me and Tom Brady are the exact same age. And when I say exact, we're both born on the exact same day in the exact same year now. Me and Tom Brady, exact same time. I'm telling yeah. you, as all of us August 1977 babies are concerned, is that if a supermodel comes to me and says, look, honey, I understand you like to be chased around the field by grown-ass sweaty men, but you already want a bunch of championships. How about you come home and get some of this, you know, yeah. supermodel booty? I would be home. I don't know. Giselle would have to ask me twice to stay the fuck home from work. Yeah. So real quick before we make this our last last talking point. This weekend's games, we got the Bengals and Chiefs and the Niners and the Rams. So the Bengals are at the Chiefs. Chiefs are <laughs> favored by seven. And the Niners are at the Rams, who are favored by 3.5. So real quick, Phil, who you got this weekend between the two games? Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Rams. Uh, well, I'll go with the easy one first. I, I got the Chiefs. Um, Best I think they just look. I think the Bengals are going to make this an interesting game for a while. I just think that the Chiefs, 
they've done it before and they know what they're doing. Way the Bengals are next year's team, yeah. not this year's team. So I think that uh, I just see the Chiefs pulling this pulling away in the fourth quarter. They just have too many weapons, and they're too creative. Burrow's going to do some things with those receivers, but look, they stole that one from from Tennessee. Tennessee gave them that game. You got to remember. Tennessee got nine sacks on Joe Burrow. The most sacks ever given up by a team who won a game in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not going to happen again. I, I don't think the Chiefs defense is as good as uh, the Titans. I wonder why but Tennessee stopped running. With a much better offense. What? Yeah. And, ten- and, ten- and Tennessee had no sense of urgency that last dr- last two drives. Oh my God, that last drive! It was I, like, I was what, are, what are you guys doing? Like they just stopped running, like, playing for the field goal. They were imposing their will on Cincinnati in the run game, and they just stopped. stopped. I, I don't know. I mean, we were talking. We were talking. They leaned. I think they leaned too heavily on on Derrick Henry. I think they should yeah. mix it up more. Foreman. I don't think because Henry. Okay. You can't be so Henry was in the first game back. He was there was just a slight hesitation that he normally doesn't have hitting the hole. And I think he's he was just getting his game legs under him. And it's like you should have stopped at 15 carries with him. Yeah, I think the dude was getting like good. Give him the ball. I think dude Henry was getting like six yards of carry the second half. They just didn't give him the ball. It was something ridiculous. He was killing them. Like the last drive they ran on the ball, he was getting like six yards of carry on them dudes, man. They stopped running. It was weird. Like I, I've never seen anything like it. That is almost sabotage. Well, hold on, because yeah, Derrick Henry went twenty carries for sixty-two yards. Yeah. His longest run of the game was nine. Yeah, but he was running the second half is when all of them came. He was getting he was yeah, yeah. He towards the latter half they were doing really still, well with the run. Yeah, I mean Dante Foreman was the one who had he had sixty-six yards on four carries. Um, Foreman, Foreman's a solid back. I mean, uh, that that dude, I really thought should have been more in the mix. But anyway, I just think the Chiefs have too many weapons. They can yeah. beat you in different ways. They're, they're more creative you. on offense than uh, Tennessee, and you know they can lean on their quarterback a lot more. To Cincinnati has a good defense, bro. Yeah, so, so, are, so we're all going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Phil, you're going Chiefs. Deb, you going Chiefs? I'm going. Right. I'm going we're going Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs it is. Second round, second game going across the other side to the NFC. We got Rams and Niners. Deb, who you got? 49ers. 49ers. Oh, six, six, six straight wins, man. I, until you beat them, you can't beat them, bro. Like, until you beat them. Can't dude, argue with that. You, the Rams should win, bro. Like, if the Rams win, don't be surprised. That's what should happen. But they're not going to beat them, man. They should have beat them six straight times. Can't beat them. What makes anybody think this today is going to be the day? You got a guy who ain't won a playoff game in 12 years. All of a sudden, he wins two. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to beat the 49ers. Something he ain't even done twice. He had two chances before 49ers ain't done it yet. Okay. All of a sudden, he's going to win it this time. I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams to win. It's a safe thing to do. So, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I think that at some point, they're too good to lose – keep losing to the 49ers and yeah, yeah. I think that they have all look the Niners have the confidence that for the Niners have the confidence of all these recent wins over the Rams the Rams have the motivation to 
you can't look past the Super Bowl. You're going to face these guys who have been your kryptonite. Um, so th- I think that their entire focus this season, their entire season focus is on this game. And the, the 49ers offense has just been putrid the last four weeks. It's been terrible. Jimmy tried to give it to the Cowboys. Tried to give it to the Cowboys. Tried to give it to the Packers. The other team still couldn't do it. I the the and the the teams they and I don't know. I you mean Dallas was fool's gold anyways, right? They didn't play no real teams either. So look, I hate it's gonna I be hate. a great game. But which game will be better? I hate I hate Shanahan, man. I hope Shanahan Rams loses every game. Yeah, I hate I, I hate Cal Shanahan. I hope they lose every game. I hate them. I hope the Niners lose, but they ain't losing to the Rams, bro. Okay, fair enough. So for all we know, it could be the freaking 49ers and Bengals. We could all be wrong on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are beatable. Rematch for them lose. Rams, man. I tell you, Stafford misses up a chance to go to Super Bowl in his own stadium, dog. Never leave that down, bro. He'll never leave that down. They get three first round picks and Super Bowl in their stadium, and you don't make it? Dude. (laughs) So I will say this the the Rams defense is head and shoulders better than the Packers. So I just don't see how. I don't see how they don't. I will be completely shocked if they don't beat the 49ers. The they Matt, haven't the beat Falcons, them yet. I, I know, but everyone's healthy. Everyone's in a groove. This is the playoffs, and they've been lights out in the playoffs. So they it's, haven't been lights out in the playoffs. They barely won both games. Nah, they did. No, they dominated the Bucks. They dominated they domin- the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, they dominated everybody. So, oh, the yeah. Bucks had a shot at the end, bro. Tripping. They they came back. I mean, they were. It was almost a uh, Brady Patriots first Yeah, the Brown there. Yeah, it was almost, uh, you know, very close, but they held off. They, you know, Sean McVay went conservative, stupid on his part, after they were up by like 25, 20, whatever the score was. They I don't just, think they you have to worry about that because I don't think the Rams are going to get up like that. They on won't. The They'll have to keep the throttle on the whole game. And if, so. the, if it's a close game, man, I just win that one. They can I, think McVay's, I think McVay's got the motivation to keep the throttle on the whole game too. Yeah. Well – you know, we've been talking for a while, fellas. We got two two twenty two coming up next week on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, Wednesday. So I think we'll try to have we'll try to get together and have a live show on Wednesday, and we'll just figure out and talk about what the name is. So Wednesday morning, we'll know what the name is. Red Wolves. Bright and early. Bright and early. Hopefully, you know all the misdirection. Maybe it is Red Wolves. Remember, Jason Wright was on Pat McAfee's show talking about you know. Misdirection is the opposite of transparency. You know, sometimes too much transparency is bad. And so who knows at this point? We're seeing commanders. Everyone say it's commander, just commanders, commanders, commanders. I don't give a shit personally. Just remember when I said wrong. remember when it was supposed to be care. admirals? Because there was that redirect from Adam Washington Admirals to Washington. It got changed in like six hours back to giving.org. I don't even know yeah. what it is now because I haven't checked. But yeah, you're right. The thing. They're saying the same thing because there's a redirect from commanders to the Washington football team website. It's like y- y'all realize that people could buy domain domain names like that. You can, and just you can, you can look in the on no, the so the Chrome. latest the latest hubbub was so there's a company called Mark Monitor. They are a company that manages urls for billion dollar corporations that's all they do they manage it they they get it and they hold it and they give it to someone else to manage someone had obtained watch or commanders.com and mark monitor owns the rights to commanders.com as of right now the old washington redskins page was always was originally obtained by godaddy.com 
and it changed. The last update was July 22nd, 2020. The name Washington football team was announced July 23rd, 2020. So the current team's website is run by GoDaddy. That's the that's the bottom line right now. So that oh, that's all national treasure in this whole thing, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Indiana Jones trying to get the fucking name. I don't know. Like, yeah, Washington oh. Commanders though is owned by another company. People are saying Commanders.com. Well, I don't know why we're WashingtonFootballTeam.com right now. I don't know why or WashingtonFootball.com. It could be DC Football. It could be DC Football FC. It could be. There's a a ton of different URLs you could manage it. So I, it's all smoke and mirrors. Who knows? It's all probably deliberate leaks. Good on them. It's a fun game, right? Keep us talking. I'm trying to stop on you. Keep us talking. That's right. And then Friday, you know, I have tickets. I don't know if I can make it to the. It's five dollars a vehicle to the to the post name celebration at FedEx Field in a parking lot. Uh, I have all my three boys. I don't, I don't know if I can make it Friday. I'm going to try, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, I think. I mean, I think that's cool to do with something like that too. I mean, roll out everything. Uh, apparently, yeah. I mean, I know it's kind of expected, but it seems like the players are feeling that whatever the new jersey is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the alums. They didn't say they didn't like the name. They just said, you know, we'll rally behind. We'll rally behind it. You could. It was clearly obvious they probably didn't like it, but you know they were good sports about it. They didn't say it sucked. They just we'll, oh, we'll be fans way, no matter by what. The way, this is this is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna. A lot of people still have this fear that somehow once we get first it was when we got to Washington football team. Now it's when we get a new name. They're gonna erase anything that says Redskins. Now, did you all watch mm, that 30th best. anniversary special? Joe Gibbs used the phrase Redskins like 17 million right. times. It ain't, go, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't, it ain't going, going nowhere. nowhere. And I've already, I can say this as a fan ambassador on the history and culture side, I will tell you this. The team is not running or trying to hide the fact that this was the name. It's just that it's not going to be the name going forward. All right. And it's not that they, the team, like, oh, they changed it. Look, the new conspiracy is, is that Dan Snyder did this because he wanted to make a whole bunch of money off of New Jersey sales. No, Dan Snyder had to change the name because he was going to lose a way more money yeah. not changing the name. He would have lost the naming rights to the stadium. He would have had no merch to sell because Nike was going to pull all the merch. That's And, and FedEx threatened to, to lose the sponsorship yeah, of the stadium. Stadium naming rights. You yeah. know how much money that is? That's a lot of money. Yeah. You can't sell any official merch. You can't sell official merch in your team stores. You can't sell them online. And 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 you can't even have the naming for your stadium because it's been pulled. And now you got to go find someone else. And they're going to try to get you at a cut rate because they know you're in a disadvantaged situation. You at this point. No, they changed the name out of financial necessity. But All why right. why why Groundhog Day? What's the relevancy in Groundhog Day? Is what I'm trying to figure okay. out. No, it's, it's, it's the same it's thing over again. Watching, watching the football team. That's well. That's where I was alluding. Groundhog to. Day. No, it's the Washington. Up the Rockefeller Rockefeller The Dallas Page or Rockefeller Building. It's the Washington Rock. Twenty-two twos. Jay Z. Look it up. How many people will be upset on February second? There's going to be a lot of people, regardless of what the name is. 
Everybody, I'll be upset too. You're Everybody gonna see a bunch of um, ad, you're gonna see a, a bunch of preteen minded people get mad that it's not Red Wolves. Yeah. Um, because I'll get mad if it's not Red Wolves. And then you're gonna see the hey, I told you so. It was whatever. You're gonna see those. Oh, but oh, it was like knights or something. Nobody gets like the fucking Charlton or some shit. <laughs> so we're all just mad. Everyone's just <laughs> yeah. Well, the Washington gonads or some shit. Like I want to be like some atrocious. Washington rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, beans someone nobody was even thinking about. And then we'll Washington all just cars. be sad and be like, "Huh?" Washington cars or something like. I don't even know how I sell it. name. Just don't give me a three syllable team. Give me a two syllable. Give me, give me, give me diamonds. Give me diamonds and we'll just all throw up the rock. Washington, Washington starfish. Like. <laughs> no one has starfish. I mean, it's going to be at eight or eight thirty on the Today Show Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to try to. I'll be at work unless I have COVID. Oh, I'll be off. I'll be off for COVID. See, God works. I go into God work works. that day, so I will actually get to watch it live if I remember to wake up. Well, what's the date, huh? What's the date? February second, two two twenty-two. I mean, what's the date right now? Uh, oh, today's the 29th. Yeah, I'll be off. I'm off for like seven days for because I have. And now you're gonna see the people who, who are pissed off. You're gonna see the people who are happy with it. You're gonna see the people who are. I don't care. Let's just move on. That's me. You're going to see the people who are the I told you so's because their name is actually aligned with what they said. And you're going to see the people who are like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to be I'm gonna be like, just like you. I don't care. And listen to the Red Wolves. I'm going to be like, I told y'all so. I told y'all so. If it's the Red Wolves, I can't wait. I'll be a little happy if it is just because I, I can get down with that <laughs> I name. I want to just be on the problem with Phil when it happens. It's going to be like the best it, day it, ever. Phil's just, Phil's just going to be like. <laughs> I may turn my phone off. I will call off work and I will sit in a dark corner all day just drinking. Yeah. It, either way, I mean, we'll I lost a bet to Marcus Davis. And how in the world do I lose a oh, bet to Marcus Davis? Oh, man. And we will bring him on this podcast and oh, we will man. talk about it. <laughs> and we, we will talk about it. What is the bet, David? When did the when did the bet? What is the what is the bet? I don't think we have if a bet. If it was bet. Red Wolves, it's simply whether or not it's Red Wolves. If it's Red Wolves, I I had to buy him a Red Wolves jersey. Oh snap! That's fair. That's expensive. Yeah, you get bootleg. But I told it. it but I told it straight <laughs> up. It's not. <laughs> Gonna get one from Alibaba. Alibaba. Or one of the people yeah, in our Facebook on, group who we kick out every day. Doing the judgment, Cage Greg. Here's the funny thing. All right, you'll notice that since they said it's not Red Wolves, we have not seen hide or hair of Marcus anywhere. He's not in the comment sections of our pod. He's made a he's made a few comments here and there, mostly about he's quarterbacks in, and you know this team isn't ready for a good quarterback. This team isn't ready for a rookie quarterback. Apparently, we're not ready for any quarterback. So, Marcus isn't ready for his name not to be Red Wolves. That's what the thing is. I'm riding the Washington. My daughter got me this hat for Christmas. What is it? It says Washington on it somewhere. Oh. Oh. So Man, they're going to fool us all and just stay a football team, and we'll just be like, all right, whatever. Well, I mean, the, 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 that means I can keep on to this logo. Yeah, I have all this. I'm the, I'm the dumbass that buys all the all the freaking stuff that goes with it. So. What, do you, what do you think is going to be, Steve? What do I – I don't know. Like, I, I really, really, really don't know. I have I, no idea either. They got me. I, I have I, no I, I gave idea. Up. 
I gave up a little while ago, and I was like, yeah, they got. I can't. I, like, I can't guess it. That's too many. So that's too many it, tips. It's, so it's not. What way. do I think it is? It, it, it comes down to what do you want it to be? Because I don't know what it is. I have. I you can't all the misdirection. I don't know. And if you ask I me, don't, I I don't I care. Don't but if I literally you're holding a gun to my head and I had to choose something, I'll just go with Red Wolves because me it's too. the easiest. It's the easiest thing to relate to with marketing and with themes in the stadium and with all the other nonsense that comes with it. The other stuff is hard. It's like wolves and shit. I mean, it, it, I think it's a good one. It's not like I like the I name. It's just <laughs> the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I feel the same way you do. I could give a fuck less what the name is. Though. I'm not going to lie. I, I, care. Care. I, I don't care what they name them. But I I'm like, do. Do. I we, 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 we take it that you do. We know I you do. I can actually <laughs> see myself I can actually see myself rocking with like commanders. I know it's not a good name, but it's a name I can live with. They got a I tank, man. I'm white. I just, it's yeah, just, yeah. I just not my favorite. Right. Yo, if they got a tank, I'm, I'm bringing back the no limit chain. Oh, that tank, man. I mean, I'm already going to double cover commander sign, which tank I'm wrong. Cobra. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We'll, no, we'll, that always says if it is commanders, and every time we get a first down, you hear. Cobra, <laughs> rocket launches. Instead of the Mario, instead of that Mario uh, power up sound, do the yeah. Cobra. Cobra. That would be see, see, see. You you can do things. Yeah, we are the demented people who think of Cobra commanders. Everyone else is thinking U.S. military. No, like no, we're no, the no, only ones thinking like thinking that. Anybody like us who's grown up in the 80s or born in the 80s or watched any of those cartoons, which is a big chunk of this fan base, we're all thinking Cobra Commander. Yeah. Plus, I've got a dedicated comeback. They did all those live action movies. They did. With um, Shannon Tatum and The Rock, right? Yeah. Why? Yeah, these weren't very good. <laughs> but the what was the latest one with uh, Storm Shadow and um, you know it did. What was the latest one that just came out? Snake Eyes. Snake you Eyes. Know, yeah. On its own, Snake Eyes was a good movie, but it's stupid because they let him talk. If they had to let him mute the whole time, or at least showed how he lost his voice, it would have been a good movie. But other than that, yeah, eh. that guy can fight though. That guy from the uh, the fucking what's the HBO show? The Days in the Kung Fu in the Western, yeah, that, that dude's a kick ass dude, though. I give him that, yeah. The guy yeah. plays a, every time you do a snake eyes, anything, Storm Shadow's always the best one, yes, <laughs> you know, yep. Well, fellas, it's been fun. This has been a fun episode doing, you know, looking through the way back lens, um, talking about Super Bowl 1991 1992 season, the one that kicked off January 26, 1992. 30-year anniversary. This was a really, really fun episode. So we recapped that whole season. We talked about the Super Bowl, our victory over the Bills, 37-24 for Super Bowl 26. A little bit of playoff recap. And then you know, I think we're all, you know, we're almost, we're kind of split, but we all think the Chiefs are going to go. And then, you know, me and Phil think it's going to be the Rams. Dad's think it's going to be the 49ers. Either way, I think we're in some good football tomorrow. It's going to be fun. I, I do need to check exactly what are the times for tomorrow before we sign out? So we got three o'clock and six thirty p.m. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Those are all East Coast time. So Shanahan put one more Super Bowl, man. Is he like an elite coaching? If, if he wins one, is he an elite coach? If point? he wins one, yeah, it's not a losing record. But if he wins the Super Bowl, Shanahan it's hard because 
record. He's been the one. He's been having most of the coach for now, like four years, five years, four years. Yeah, I don't even know how like long that. he's been there. Something like that. Two times. It'll be two Super Bowls if he wins tomorrow. Not <laughs> victories. <laughs> Win two Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what did Marv Levy? Why I mean, Marv Levy? No, he went to four. What was the Bills coach who? Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Marv Levy. Yeah, he went yeah. to four. He didn't win one. Yeah. He's he an Hall of Fame. A good coach. I don't. He know is in the Hall of Fame. Do you know Marv? Marv Levy was a former assistant for uh, the Redskins under uh, under um, George Allen. Didn't really? know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. Wow. I didn't know that uh, Joe Gibbs was a Raider. Like until I watched the Madden special, and he talked about how I... Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs had a, he was in it. Joe Gibbs was in the special. And he was yeah. talking about how uh, Joe Gibbs was talking about how he had a playbook, <clears throat> offense. He was like a defensive something coach or something. He wasn't on offense. And he had a bunch of plays. He wanted to get Madden. And Madden was like, because he wanted to try for the offensive coordinator job. And he was like, uh, I do want the plays, though, but I'm going to hire somebody else. And then uh, I guess the guy in San Diego um, brought him over and said, Don't hey, man, you come here. Yeah, Don Correll come and said, hey, I love those players. Come here and run it here. And the rest was history. You know, but he was at the Raiders whenever fucking John Madden. Gibbs, Gibbs, everywhere he's gone as a coordinator, when he was a coordinator in Tampa, turned that team around. Co- you know, coordinator in San Diego, they built the Air Coriel offense. Like, it just it became so dynamic. Comes to Washington, builds three Super Bowl winners, goes to NASCAR, wins all these uh, championships and he's owner, the you know, top owner and everything else comes back to Washington as a coach makes the uh, dysfunctional franchise. Y'all forget how bad things were after Spurrier makes them respectable. Like people respected this franchise that FedEx field was not getting taken over under Gibbs. Um, it, was, it was hard to get in a game at FedEx back then. I went to games at FedEx under Gibbs. It was Washington fans. Remember, the biggest crowd in this franchise's history was that 05 game against Dallas, uh, you know, where we where we stomped them 35-7. Um, you know, Cooley had the three touchdowns and everything. And then we went to the playoffs twice in four years, and we had respectable teams. You know, it weren't – it's glamorous or exciting, but we, we enjoyed watching them. We were fine with what we were getting. Yeah. Everywhere Gibbs goes, you get got stability and you got improvement and you got championships in, in a lot of aspects, or at least you're contending. This is what we should be looking for, you know, and, and I think that's what Rivera is trying to build. And Rivera is probably the guy, probably closest to be able to do that. Um, but if if there's any lesson to be learned from from Joe Gibbs, it's that you know you don't have to be rah you know rah rah run your mouth curse everybody out yell scream and act like a fool. You need a leader of men to build a winner, yep. and being a leader is different than being someone who is a difference between being a boss and being a leader. A lot of y'all hear that Joe Gibbs was a leader, and that's what you Joe need. Gibbs. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls and two of them were golf, basically. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. He didn't have, he didn't need a, he didn't need your boy Stafford. 
He won. No, I mean, yeah, he won with Joe Theismann, who I think Joe Theismann's criminally underrated. Uh, I, I, said, I said two of the three. I said two of the three. Yeah. Joe Gibbs Mark, Rip, Mark, Mark Rippon had three. He had a stretch there, 89-91, where he was really good. Um, Doug Williams and Jay Schrader combined to win a Super Bowl. That's Man. probably the, like, Doug that 87 Doug. season is probably like one of the greatest coaching accomplishments ever because he won with three and oh, three replacements. And, uh, he, he, I'm gonna go on the rest of the season alternating between Jay Schrader and Doug Williams, neither of which were franchise caliber QBs. I'm gonna say something at one point was before Williams got hurt uh in Tampa Bay, he may have reached that point. That injury kind of leveled him off at being Doug Williams was trash, bro. I yeah, yeah no, no matter what you say, he had the he greatest Super Bowl of all time. He had the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I'm not ever gonna take that from that Doug guy. Doug Williams was, he was, on, he was on. He was, he was trash, on, bro. he was on. When he was off, he was off. He's only he owned like great. one game in his life, but he, he was. That's all that mattered. He ever been in the playoffs? You know, three years into their expansion. Look at his numbers, though. I mean, I'm just saying that dude was not oh, really good. Were not great, but yeah, he's not. He wasn't good at all. He was actually a bad quarterback, but he won the Super Bowl in that game. He was killed. a huge arm. So he, he was. He yeah. was with Gibbs. Here's the thing: Gibbs always his first run. Always did well when he had a quarterback with a big arm. People underrate the shit out of Joe Theismann's arm. Joe Theismann had a cannon. Jay Schrader had a cannon. Rippin had a live arm too for the deep ball. Oh my god, oh, Rippin yeah. couldn't like throw it. an eight. Here's the thing: Rippin couldn't throw an eight yard out. Yeah. pretty to save his life. That dude could throw a six yard ugly. fly like it was his job. Yeah. <laughs> but no one threw no one threw the non route better than that guy in Washington. No one threw the deep route better than Rippin. Yeah, I love Doug though. He's a hero in my eyes, man. Growing up, like I, I couldn't yeah. believe the feeling I got seeing, uh, you know, a black quarterback as a kid, man. Like you never see that stuff. Like I, I'm not at all trying to disrespect the, you know, our legend, anyways. And, and yeah. Doug, but he, he, Doug was trash, bro. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sincerely. But you know, I mean, you know, y'all want anybody listening to this? You want proof? Put they got like websites where you can put verses and shit stats. Look up Tim Tebow and Doug Williams, bro. They're the same <laughs> fucking guy, bro. They're the same you fucking guy. Defenses were not a lot more aggressive, <laughs> and passing completion percentages were not nearly as high. And that actually kind of speaks more about how bad Tebow is because Tebow yeah. put up Doug Williams' you know, numbers. Doug was bad back then, bro. The Pete Manning, Tom Brady era. Doug was bad back then, but when he got in those playoffs that year, he was good. And then when he got the Super Bowl, he was the best quarterback ever lived for at least two hours. He for was, two hours, was, Doug Williams was Holmes, bro. Two hours. One quarter, really, if you really, really look at it. That quarter, by the way, is insane if you look at his numbers. Nine yeah. of 11, 200 and some yards, four touchdowns. Like, right. who does that? Right. But uh, That's what I'm trying to say, man. I, I like Doug, though. I don't want to – one day I hope to meet the guy, man. I like I like Doug, and I don't want to be like, hey, man, you said I was trash. Doug Williams, like, yeah, you, Doug, you, Doug Williams, you look at his career stats. It, it, these Tim Tebow, bro. I mean, say you want to say. Yeah. I've looked it up before. Look it up. Tim Tebow. I'm looking at it right Williams. now. Yeah, same guy. 100 touchdowns, 100 career touchdowns and uh, 93 interceptions. Here's the funny thing is he actually had a better uh, touchdown to interception ratio with us and a much better completion percentage. Man, who had a higher quarterback rate, Tim Tebow or Doug Williams? 
I'm not looking at Tim Tebow. Yeah, so I don't give a shit about Tim Tebow. <laughs> here, 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 here's a comparison. All right, all right. He was even money in Tampa Bay. Seventy-three <laughs> touchdowns, seventy-three interceptions in five years. Right, thirty-three, thirty-three, and one record. He was five and nine as a starter with Washington. Um, but it's funny because he won three games in relief in '87. But he didn't get credit for that because he didn't start. Um. But he was five and nine as a starter in Washington, had a 27 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. His completion percentage in Tampa Bay was 47.4, with Washington was 55.9, which is at least which is respectable for no the late 90s. Not great. No, look up, look up the other 90, look up the other 90s quarterbacks, man. I don't hear that shit. Like 80, you know, it, it 80s. 80s. Yeah, look up the other 80s quarterbacks. He was they wasn't. All right, I'll shit. pick here. I'll pick a no, good a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback too. Well, there's only a handful of Jim McMahon. Right. Yeah. Yeesh. Another trash quarterback. Uh, another one. Another one. Bears defense. And, another and, one. Jim McMahon uh, was better than Doug, though. Uh, Jim McMahon. 57 was better than Doug. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman was better than Doug, bro. Rex Grossman would have won a Super Bowl with the uh, 87 team. Oh, hold on. Listen to this. Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jim McMahon, right? Say you want to say. Who, by the way, Jim McMahon, between 85 and 86, he got he was injured. But 85 86, he was 17 and 0 as a starting quarterback. Yeah. Now 57.8% completion percentage in Chicago at the same time. 67 touchdowns, 56 interceptions. Not exactly a great ratio either. Who's yeah. the receivers on Washington when Doug Williams plays? Monk and who else? And Clark and Sanders. Yeah. Right. He still was trash. I'm just saying to you, bro. Like, but in the Super Bowl, I that wouldn't call him was, trash. He was in Jesus. Jesus, small J. Hey, right place, right time, right? That's how it works. Yeah. He, he was, was people in the playoffs. all about. He was a relief pitcher. He was good. He was he, he, he was always good for a half. I want to know, man. Honestly, I haven't looked. But what is his quarterback rating career in Tebow's? I bet Tebow's is higher. I don't know why. I just, Williams and Tim Tebow. I'll yeah, tell you Tim right Tebow's going to be higher, man. you going to let Well, let's just find out. Tim Tebow. I'm just saying it's gonna be hilarious too. Now do you want me to do do you want me to do full career or just like full career? Full career Williams with us. Career. Average is an average dog. Career. Okay, just making sure. So all right. Six nine point four. Sorry more than Doug. (laughs) That was Doug. Yeah. Yeah, Tebow. So Tebow. 75.3. Right. I told y'all he was better. Like <laughs> Tim Tebow, right? Tebow's better than Doug, man. But Doug's our hero. Seventeen touchdowns, nine interceptions. Over hey, if, Doug, three years. if Doug, if Doug was a white quarterback and won that Super Bowl, what would y'all be saying about Doug right now? Be honest. His name was like, yeah, well, Jay Schrader won that Super Bowl. Will we treat Jay Schrader like we do Jay Doug Schrader, Williams? Doug Williams, like physically, the way they played, are the same quarterback. All right, if Jay wins the Super Bowl, do we treat Jay like we do Doug? No, because Jay Schrader was an asshole. No, because <laughs> that ain't the reason. The Actually, reason is, is Jay Schrader wasn't it's an asshole. Doug wins, Doug wins a black dude we never seen this shit before. Like, if Doug wins <laughs> a white dude, we've been like, ah. <laughs> dude, nah, we would, we would remember him fondly. I don't think. I'm talking about the world. Like, Washington, Washington operates in a vacuum, man. Anybody wins the Super Bowl here is a legend. But if you were, like, let's say, like a cheese fan. And you look over and Jay Schrader got a Super Bowl. 
You don't think nothing else about that shit. He would be like with with Tebow. He got a, he got he got number ninety five in the NFL top one hundred in two thousand twelve. Isn't that right. some shit on the Jets? <clears throat> For, well, for that 2011, was, that, was, that was for that the 2011 season, but it came out in 2012. He, you know, he he played. He started 11 games. Oh, that was and coming, he was a, and most of them. And it was most his of second them. Denver season. Didn't, didn't he all, all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Tim Tebow got more playoff wins than Stafford until this year. Yeah, and and uh, what's his name? Um, T.J. Yates had more playoff wins than Tony Romo. That dude was on the league for like two years. You don't need a, you don't need you don't need a star, dog. If everything else lines up, like we don't never talk about Doug Williams in the same as we talk about Trent Dilfer and Rob Johnson. We don't talk about him in the vein where he was just like, well, because he only played point. how many games did, did Doug Williams play that year? He barely played well, five and nine. Two starts and three relief appearances. There you go. Right, Trent Dilfer. That, you know, that's what I was. I was always fascinated. Trent with Dilfer had about five games that year too. I wonder, just wonder why nobody ever like he gets. He's so beloved for doing just winning one game. Well, basically. I mean, he broke barriers to you know, the first African American right. quarterback when it's Super that's, Bowl. That's, that's, that's what I said. That's what I said. Doug Williams is a white dude, man. You wouldn't even heard of him. You'd be like, yeah. ah, who's that guy? Yeah. We would remember him, but that's about it. And, yeah, only Washington fans would. And deservedly so. You win a Super Bowl here, you know, you like Trent Dilfer. Yeah, I remember though that yeah, Doug Williams was a legitimate NFL starting quarterback on two playoff teams in Tampa Bay. Earlier in his career, and this well, who took his job? Steve Young, Steve Young took, who took his job? Rogan, Steve Rogan. <laughs> I don't know. Steve, Steve DeBerg, Steve Gr- DeBerg, no. not Grogan. Steve it might have been DeBerg. Rogan was in was in New England. Yeah, Grogan was a New England guy. Steve DeBerg, that's who I was. Yeah, Vinny was or Vinny might have been Vinny. I don't know. If Vinny was out that early. Testament. No, he wasn't. Vinny oh, was so good in Miami, bro. Jeez, he was dope. Vinny was dope in Miami. I thought that dude was going to be like Joe Montana. Yeah, you see, Doug Williams left for the, you gotta remember he, he he got hurt and then he left for the USFL. But here's the funny thing, right? 82 was Doug Williams last year with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Um, and they went five and four and they made it to the playoffs. Actually, they went to the playoffs three times, and I'm sorry, or yeah, but anyway, lost to the Cowboys. 83, no Doug Williams, two and fourteen. Jack Thompson is their starting quarterback. Oh, he, I mean, he's MVP, right? Hey. How good they are with Adam? 84, 6 and 10. Who's their quarterback? Probably DeBerg. Um, yeah, DeBerg yep, was there. Steve DeBerg. <laughs> I was yeah. right. And then he actually went to Kansas City towards the latter half of his career, right. I think. And then he backed up Montana yeah, when he got DeBerg older. Played in the bird played for a couple teams twice. If that's he's a problem player in Kansas City one year, when he a couple times. Wasn't he? he was. He had one really yeah. good season because I remember from Tech Mobile. Then, then Montana took really the, good season for for '90s standards. I don't know what the numbers are, but I know he had a, a good season. For uh, yeah, Steven Bird is like Matt Dan Majowski, but like insane. On the magic, magic, the man. magic man Majowski, man. That dude was on pre Brett Favre. It was Heineken uh, before Heineken. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I can talk about that. No, DeBerg's great season was in 90 because I think he he had the 20, was it 23 touchdowns and four interceptions? There you go. That that's was what, his one what, lone good season, I think. Uh, that was well, when Thomas was, 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 was second dude like eight times in a game. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing for Steve DeBerg. But that's but you got to remember, that was a team that had Barry Ward and Christian Okoye running. Right. Oh, that's right. what I had Barry Thomas second. 
They also had Derek Thomas sacking our old ex-coach like eight times Ron in the game. And the, Ron Cherry in the secondary. They had a great yeah. team. Kevin Ross is back. I'll tell you, I've always said this. If Washington didn't exist, I may have been a Chiefs fan. That was my Stephon second team growing up was the Chiefs. One, because it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a familiar – maybe it was a Native American thing. I don't know. But for me, it was an easy transition. So the Chiefs Stephon were always Page, other man. Yeah, Stephon Page. Derek Thomas. Thomas. And, and when Joe Derek Montana Thomas, went there, yes, I followed – I like Joe Montana too. So That's when he my went favorite there, player in the last couple of years. Rest in peace. I mean – yeah, they had a they had a good Dale Carter, another good safety Dale for the they were uh, always they were always like Chiefs. a res- they were always I, I, it was Marty too. Like Marty had a respectable franchise. Like yeah, and I always kind of kept it, but it always seemed like they were on. Like Washington would play on Fox or CBS, but the Chiefs game somehow always ended up on NBC. Um you know, I used to, you know, love watching those those Marty teams and get so mad because they'd find a way to blow it in the playoffs every year. Yeah. yeah. So, because it was just like, yeah, oh, they always seem like the good guys of football. Like, Why the Kansas City Chiefs been the good guys. Like, no one ever looks at the Chiefs like an evil empire unless you're a Raiders fan or a Broncos. Marty didn't deserve to get fired here, bro. No, he didn't. Nope. That's a whole other story that we'll stay up for another podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, fellas, we're, we've been here for a long time. We've almost hit the two hour mark. <clears throat> this has been a great episode. We reminisced. We reminisced. Long enough tonight, and we need to talk a little bit. Reminisce over you, my God. That's right. So we'll probably see you guys Wednesday evening to to see your reactions on the name game. We won't talk about nothing else. We'll save we'll save Wednesday just for the name, and uh, we'll go live and we'll we'll talk about how we feel about that. And uh, yeah, fellas, any shout outs before we close out? Uh, shout out to COVID. I don't know. Air, Air AIDS doing it again. Kicking my ass, boy. Man, get any shout outs, Phil. Shout out to the four teams that are going to be playing tomorrow. Um, I don't hate any of these teams. So, you know, at least I get to just watch football with no real rooting interest. I've had preferences, but, you know, shout out to, to, you know, four teams that should give us two good games tomorrow and an, an enjoyable. Uh, Sunday of football. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's going to be a good game. Good four teams. Like I said, solid. Nothing wrong with them. I could care less who wins. They're all, it'll be good football in my book. So, um, all right, fellas, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy the games this weekend. And if you uh, stay this long, man, we owe you something. God bless you if you did. <laughs> God bless this you. Episode, Doing the Lord's work. This episode is going to be hours. thick. All right. Shout out. Shout out to, shout out to, uh, Mark, uh, I I went to work yesterday and I looked down and all my antifreeze was out in my car. Couldn't figure it out. Pull more in it before I got off work. Outside of work, all my antifreeze is out again. Water pump found out today. So he came, got the car, and uh, fixed it for me. Left the keys in it and had somebody. I had to go pick it up because I have COVID. I can't talk to him. Well, yeah. Shout out to Mark. Fix my car. Shout out to the last days of this name right here. That's right. Maybe. Don't ever buy Hummer. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Shy Guns. We got to check on our boy Cordero. Make sure he's okay. I'm texting him, man. Make Shout sure out to Marcus make Davis. Sure he's alive. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you guys and uh, see you guys on Wednesday. As always, peace and hail.